Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents. Our next Reddit post is from I'm sad I want help. Some quick background. I had a tumor on my spine a few years ago. Luckily, it was removed, and I'm pretty healthy overall now, but not so luckily, I can't walk anymore. Last week, I had a doctor's appointment as a follow-up to some issues I'd been having. Normally, my parents would take me to the doctor, but they were pretty busy, so I figured I'd take the bus. Luckily, my city overall has a very accessible bus system. They also have specific buses meant to assist people with disabilities, but my route from the house to the doctor's office aligned pretty much perfectly with one of the normal bus routes, so I figured I'd just use it. All the normal buses are equipped with wheelchair ramps and a place to secure it. When there isn't a wheelchair user on the bus, there are seats over top of the area that's used to secure a wheelchair. I can't be anywhere else as it's a safety hazard to have a large metal chair wheeling around haphazardly. So the driver lowers the ramp and I board the bus. Due to COVID, the bus was pretty empty. During this whole thing, I was wearing a mask and I also got tested last week, so I don't worry about my contact with the driver. There were a few people in the back, and a woman with her child, who was probably about six years old, seated at the front over the wheelchair securement area. Which is fine. That area has a notice saying that people with disabilities have priority seating, but the general public can use it if nobody else needs to. Normally, it would be a simple, hey, could you please move? I need to secure my wheelchair, but not this time. The conversation isn't exact because my memory isn't perfect, but here's my best recreation of the encounter. I stayed quiet for most of it, and luckily the bus driver was absolutely amazing and stood up for me. The bus driver said, Hey, could you move? No, my daughter and I are sitting here. You need to move to another seat so I can secure the passenger's wheelchair. They can sit somewhere else. No, that's the only area with proper securement. They can just take the next bus. No, they have a right to use this bus. You need to move. No, my daughter and I are staying. You can't make me. Yes, I can. You can either move seats now or you can leave. I say, if it's really a bother, I can take the next bus. I'm very non-confrontational, and I would have been late to the doctor's appointment, but I don't like bothering people. The bus driver says to me, no, you can take this one. See, the cripple even says she doesn't need it. You can either move seats or wait until the police arrive. You can't make my daughter and I move. This is harassment. At this point, the bus driver begins to call someone. I am unsure if it was actually the police or what, but the entitled mother ended up moving two seats over, thankfully. And I got secured to the seat. She spent the rest of the time glaring at me, but honestly, I don't mind. There are some complete buttholes like the entitled mother, but there are also some great people like the bus driver. When I was getting off, he apologized for Entitled Mother's actions, even though obviously they weren't his fault. In the end, I got to the doctor's appointment on time, so all was well. I just hope the woman's daughter learns not to be a butthole somehow. (laughs) Man, that woman's stupid. It's like, lady, either I can lock my wheelchair into a moving bus, or I can just turn this wheelchair into a mobile battering ram that pinballs around this bus and hopefully doesn't crush your precious daughter. Which is it, lady? Our next Reddit post is from Neoprene Joe. I'm a 15-year-old girl and I have scars on my arms. They're fully healed, but they're still very prevalent. When I go for runs on trails, I often run in t-shirts or tank tops because I live in an objectively warm environment. I never really thought much of it. I was just living my life. 
I wasn't ever blind to the stares people gave me, and I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt. One day I was there, at the same time of day I always am. I paused for a minute to tie my shoe, and just as I was about to continue my morning run, a lady approaches me. I recognize her, and recall that I've seen her a couple of times there with a the little boy. I could clearly remember her covering her son's eyes while giving me a death stare. I always ignored it. She proceeded to say something along the lines of, You're that B-word that took morning walks away from my son. I was sincerely confused, so I asked her what she meant by that. She said that my scars are disgusting and that she doesn't want her son to be exposed to such satanic ways. She expressed her anger towards me for making her feel like she could no longer take her little boy with her. While trying to back up, I said that she was the one endangering her son if she keeps coming close to strangers who could potentially be carriers. This obviously pissed her off, and while she was trying to tell me I may never come back here again, I told her that I will continue to run at 8 in the morning every single day with my arm showing, and if she doesn't like it, she can come here with her son at a different time, and I started up the rest of my run. Wait, how on earth is having scars satanic? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there like a really important person in Christianity who was whipped and then nailed to a cross? Wouldn't that guy have scars too? Our next Reddit post is from Catwoman Lover. My fiancé and I are going to get married in a few months, and we've decided that we don't want kids at the wedding. Kids are loud, they run around, they break things, and we don't want to have to deal with that on a day that we're supposed to celebrate our relationship. We've assigned the roles that are usually performed by children to our beloved pets. My dog will be the flower girl, my fiancé's dog will be the ring bearer, and my two cats are co-maids of honor. Our friends, boyfriend, sister, and my brothers and their parents think this is adorable. Alas, our other relatives do not share this enthusiasm. My boyfriend's parents said they thought it was strange and were hoping that his cousin would be the ring bearer, but they've accepted it's because they want us to be happy. My parents threw an effing fit and accused me of placing animals above children. I calmly explained to them that this was my and my fiancé's wedding, and it really wasn't their place to decide who would be a part of it. Our pets are well-trained and well-behaved, which is more than I can say about our relatives' kids. My parents aren't coming to the wedding because I refuse to follow a certain sexist wedding tradition, my father giving away the daughter. My dad told me that since I was robbing him of his moment, there was no reason for him to be there. Good effing riddance. One of the friends I've known since childhood is a mother of three and was going to be one of the bridesmaids. She was horrified when she learned that my dog and cats will be in the wedding party. Surely her three ill-mannered kids should have had that honor. She threatened to not come to the wedding. I made it easier for her by taking her name off the guest list. My cousin, who has two kids, told me, rather smugly, that she would bring her kids anyway. When she and her family were actually there, surely I won't be able to do anything about it. I told her I would have her, her husband, and their kids escorted out by security. That shut her up. My fiancé's friend asked him to make me replace my dog with his daughter as the flower girl. He was warned to never bring it up again. This wedding will be a special day for my fiancé and I, and we will not let other people's entitlement ruin it. As someone who was once a kid, I can safely say, OP, that you are doing them all a favor. As a kid, weddings are the most boring events imaginable. Our next Reddit post is from Solar Soul. My parents own a small business. We're a pack-and-chip store that also sells stuff for some local artists. We also do some other services such as faxing, fingerprinting, printing and copying, shredding, and notaries. 
My siblings and friends and I work at the store. I was at work about two weeks ago and we were very busy during lunchtime, which is pretty normal for us. My brother, mom, and I were all there, and both my brother and my mom were handling their own things, and I was disinfecting the counter. This plump, piggish lady with the classical Karen haircut walks in. She looked like Dolores Umbridge if Umbridge had a Karen haircut. I finished disinfecting, put the rag back into the bucket of disinfectant, then went to the register to help her. She was pleasant, at first. She told me she needed to print and sign two large documents, then scan them and email them to herself. Normal stuff for our business. So she emailed the documents to us. Sometimes, Verizon phones struggle to connect the data within our store and our network is secure because of safety and privacy for our customers. She had a Verizon phone and was instantly frustrated with how long it took for it to send. Around this time, her daughter came in, apparently in a rush. Her daughter barely spoke while she was there, but Karen had mentioned something along the lines of her needing to go to work soon. She seemed much nicer than her mother. So I finally got the email documents. They were PDF files that required a password. So I disinfected the keyboard and gave it to Karen to log into the PDF so she could print them. She typed in her password and hit enter. Wrong password. So she typed it in again. Wrong password. I lost count of how many times she tried to type in the same freaking password and kept getting the wrong password. By now, all other customers in the store have come and gone. Another batch has come and gone. Finally, I sheepishly asked if there was a different one she could have used. That's when she started to get nasty. I know my password. It's the name of my daughter. I exchanged a look with my brother then quietly said, Okay ma'am, try different combinations then. She tried the password a few more times while I just waited awkwardly. Her daughter was wandering around the store looking at things we have for sale. I was watching her as I waited. Then Karen cleared her throat, so I looked at her. Why are you just standing there like an effing idiot? And her daughter glared at her mom from across the store. I was a bit dumbfounded and frankly exhausted. So it took me a moment to actually register what she said. I just quietly apologized and stared at the counter. She kept grumbling about how I'm so unhelpful and I should be helping her more. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I suggested again to try different combinations. She did that snarly sigh thing that grouchy teenagers such as myself do. She typed in something else. And suddenly, we had access to the documents. She grumbled something along the lines of, Effing finally! Then called her daughter over. I tried to print it and it came up with an error code. So I called my mom over and she helped me riddle it out. But then it printed absolutely tiny. So my mom and I spent a few minutes finagling with settings. That's when I noticed that the printer was set to receipt size. So I set it to letter size and printed again. Perfection. Karen's face lit up and she said, You're so smart. Thank you. Oh, the irony. We got a call about 40 minutes later after Karen left. My mom picked it up because my brother and I were handling customers. It was Karen's husband. He said that they never got the email and that Karen wanted to send it to his email as well. So we sent the documents to them again and everything was fine. Then the husband stopped before he hung up and said, Did my wife cause any trouble while she was there? She keeps saying the customer service there was awful and I don't believe her. My mom told him what happened. He thanked her and hung up. I'd like to believe that Karen got chewed out, but who knows? So to be clear, Karen got set at OP because OP didn't know her password? <laughs> Lady, that's literally the whole point of passwords. Our next Reddit post is from Suhabe. 
So I work at a cashier as a pizza place, and I've had my fair share of Karens, including one that called the cops. But today was special. It's super busy, and in comes this douche family, complete with a Darren, a Karen, and their offspring. No mass, of course. So Karen's already making a fuss that they have to hurry, and the line's taking too long, but I ignore them and continue taking orders. And eventually it's their turn. Darren starts rambling on about how I'm too slow and that they're in a rush, but I silently just take it and take their order. Their order rounded up to 27 bucks, and when I ask them how they'll pay, they say cash. Then Karen pulls out her coin pouch and dumps an avalanche of change on the counter. So now I'm fuming because I hate this type of stuff, and when the order is 27 effing dollars, it'll be a pain. She slides the change to me and says that'll cover it, so the cogs in my scheming brain start turning. I decide to be a good cashier and count the change slowly, just to make sure I have the right amount. And then I accidentally ended up messing up and had to restart. Karen was fuming at this point, but I just told her with my customer service voice, Sorry ma'am, but I need to make sure that this is the correct amount. I could hear snickering from the other customers who already paid, and thankfully the douche family was the last to order. So I decided to punish them for their entitlement a tad bit more. I then dropped the change and took my time picking them up and handed them the receipt. The douches spent more time ordering than waiting for their pizza. Was I being a dick? Yes. Did they deserve it? Yes. Our next Reddit post is from Professor Spitfire. In the city where I live, there's a botanical garden. It's private property, but most of it is accessible to the public for free. In the middle of the garden, there's a small cafe, and yesterday, my girlfriend, our daughter, and I met up for coffee there with another couple and their daughter. Right next to our outdoor table, there was a small tree that a bunch of children, aged approximately four to eight, were climbing in. We'd been there for about half an hour when a gardener or something came by and told the kids politely but firmly that they were not allowed to climb the tree in the garden. The trees are from all over the world, and most of them don't grow here naturally. So I imagine it would be quite expensive to replace one should it get damaged. The kids didn't seem too upset about it and ran back to their respective parents. Two girls aged around four years old ran back to their mother sitting around 60 feet away sipping wine and the gardener went about his business. About 10 minutes later, one of the mothers approached our table with a sour look on her face and the girls in tow and the following dialogue ensues. Are you the ones who told my daughter she can't climb this tree? No, it was some guy who works here. Oh, I see. Well, did you see where he went? No, I'm afraid not. She turns to her two girls. If you want to climb the tree here, that's fine. If they don't want children climbing the trees, they should have a playground. She then returned to her wine. Me and my company were a bit baffled, but didn't intervene as, frankly, none of us were in the mood to come between a Karen and whatever her precious kid deserved. But just five minutes later, one of the girls fell out of the tree and hit the ground face first with a good thud. We asked her if she was alright, but before we'd finished the question, she started wailing as if her head had split open. Luckily, she didn't fall from very high up and was probably more startled than hurt. But even so, that's some karma if I ever saw any. That was r slash Entitled Parents, and if you like this podcast, then be sure to follow me because I put out new Reddit episodes every single day.